Monday evening, listeners. And welcome to the last um, Santa Cruz edition of Science Genius Girls, as I will be leaving in a week, or less oh, than a week, as the case may be. But it's very sad. Yeah. I don't have a house yet. Really? Mm. Well, I'm working on it. Hopefully tomorrow I'll know. But not a shed. <clears throat> I, I decided no on the shed. Okay. I had three options. A shed. <laughs> I'm not kidding. A trailer. Oh. Which, okay. there's nothing wrong with trailers. It's just, I can't take a trailer without actually seeing it. Because right. they come in so many varieties. Yeah. In terms of how well they're maintained. Right. And then the third one is this really cute log cabin. Ooh. So cute and totally furnished. Very nice. A little expensive, but I can swing it for three months. Yeah. And if it's furnished, it's cool. It's furnished. You don't have to buy anything. That's pretty helpful. And it's on a river. Oh, very nice. Yeah. It looks <gasps> really cool. And it's got a guest room. Yay! You can come visit me. I will come visit. Cool. Okay, I'll tell the real estate agent. Okay. You have to get this one because otherwise I'll be living in a shed and Adi won't visit me. No, and that will be sad. And it'll be sad for you because you'll be living in a shed. I don't want you I to live in a shed. I don't want to come home to like... And I saw... Okay, no offense to this person who has the shed, but there's like a dirty carpet and a moose head on the wall. Ew. I don't want to come home to that. Mm. I don't know anybody in Montana. Yeah. I don't really know what I'm <clears throat> doing. Right. And... I just want to come home to someplace nice. Right, exactly. And you don't want creepy moosehead eyes following you around at night. Because I think that's what I'd be afraid of. I think I might have... Oh, you know what? Hmm. There's mountain lions. This is kind of sciencey. Yeah. There's mountain lions and grizzly bears up there. Wow. I know. And black bears. A lot of black bears. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Moose. And moose. Moose can be mean. Mm-hmm. Mooses. Meese. Meese. <laughs> Meese. <laughs> You never know what those so, are. <laughs> <laughs> One of our former too. instructors told me that I need to send him a weekly update on how Ooh. I'm doing in Montana. Yeah. So you'll he have made to it do sound that. like I'm moving to Outer Mongolia. <laughs> He's like, it's very remote. But he said it was very pretty and you could go hiking. Mm. And when I come I'm visit, not we'll going go alone. No, don't go alone. Because I'm not someone. that big and, you know, yeah. I would be an easy target. No. <laughs> Oh, a snack! Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we don't want you to become a, a snack for one of those creatures, but... Ooh. Yeah. Hmm, maybe that kind of segue... So we've got yeah. several fun news items for you today. We have a theme. Would you like to tell everybody yes. the theme? The theme today is gross science. So we found five stories that have to do with something either gross to humans or gross to insects or... Or you could interpret it as gross. Or you can interpret it as gross. Yeah, we thought that'd be a good theme to have, something Yeah, that... the theme is ew. ew. Or as Aditi said in her email to me, ew, 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 ew. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> ew, 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 ew episode. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're going to call it, the five ew. Ew <laughs> so. to the five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Sounds like a song. Oh okay. All right. Well, we've got off. a little, yeah, we got a short little... Thing here was reported in CNN a couple of days ago. Yeah, a couple of days ago mm -hmm. that there's a case of bubonic plague in Los Angeles. Wow. It's the first case since 1984. Pretty scary. Um, <clears throat> hey, isn't that the year the Olympics were in LA? Was that 84? <laughs> <laughs> that just popped. Adidi's a sports expert. I have not. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because, yeah, Mary Lou Retton competed in the. Exactly. Wow, how did I pull that out of my memory? No, that's really huh. good. Wow. Anyway. I wonder if that had anything to do with the bubonic plague. Maybe. Maybe. Athletes. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> I've always thought that the bubonic plague sounded really bad because 
it caused the Black Death that killed 25 million people in Europe yeah. in so the 1300s. Yeah. But it doesn't sound as bad as I... It sounds like mononucleosis. Right. Fever and swollen lymph nodes, and it's a bacterial disease. Right. It's so not so bad. Well, weren't they saying bad. that one form of the bubonic plague is con contagious and then the other form isn't, and so... Yeah, it can morph into the pneumonic plague, which is dangerous. <laughs> Bubonic to and pneumonic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh dear. <laughs> um, it's usually transmitted to humans from the bites of fleas. Mm. And an estimated 10 to 20 Americans contract plague each year, mostly in rural communities. Interesting. I'm moving to a rural community. What if I get the bubonic plague from fleas? That, well, just get to the hospital before it turns <clears throat> into pneumonic plague. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be okay. Good advice. <laughs> Hey, after I leave, you could start a second podcast called Health Advice for Medidi. Health Advice for Medidi. You just get yourself to the hospital. Eat your vegetables and you'll be okay. Brush your teeth. Brush your Wash teeth. your hands. Ooh, I can call it obvious health advice. <laughs> you might run out of Yeah. Things. You could have a three-part special. No, it would be boring to do a podcast by myself. I know, as I tried. <laughs> I think the number of people subscribed kind of dropped after that. No. You were like, boring. No, it's not true. You oh. guys are still listening? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. At least a couple of people. <laughs> cool. Cool. And well. now more of you should listen, because we're going to talk about sex. That's right. Oh, wait. Oh, wait, that's, that's you. Oh, how did I start out with this one? It's okay. I hogged the stories. It's okay. Now I'll have to talk about sex. Okay. And he doesn't want to. No, I'm a prude. <laughs> She doesn't believe in, um, do, do, do. <laughs> never mind, anyway. I'm just kidding. Anyway, so this article, see, now sex doesn't really, in my mind, fit into the ooh episode, but I guess for those of you who consider it gross, hmm. all five of you, um, <laughs> ew, sex. So this article was about how, um, there was a survey of 29 different countries to see who had the most satisfactory sex lives. Oh, that's interesting. And it turned out that the countries where relationships between men and women are equal have more satisfactory oh. sex lives than places where people, where, you know, it tends to be male-dominated. Right. That For example, sense. in Japan. Okay. So <clears throat> Japanese women were not really happy about it. Hmm. Whereas people in, I think it was, hmm, Spain? Spain, Canada, okay. Belgium, and the United States reported a high rate of satisfaction. Wow, okay. This might fall into kind of duh science. Yeah, yeah, because, hmm. you know. Who funded this study? Who funded this study? So it starts out sounding very <clears throat> official. Quote, Male-centered cultures where sexual behavior is more oriented toward procreation tend to discount the importance of sexual pleasure for women, said the study guy, Edward Lauman. <laughs> Study guy. Sociologist Edward Lauman. Then he said, when mama's not happy, nobody's happy. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> Way to pep it up a bit, Edward. Good job. I if someone had to get that quote out of it. You know, probably the PR person yeah. was whispering it in his ear. Exactly. Hmm. So, hmm. that's good. That's, where did they, did they publish it in some big journal? Yes, they published it in the April issue of the Archives of Sexual Behavior. Oh, fascinating. Check out your local borders or Barnes and Nobles for a copy. <laughs> Be the back. <laughs> In the archive section. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> wow, yeah, that's kind of, that's interesting, though. And it was also funded by um, Pfizer, which is the drug company that makes Viagra. Oh, so. Hmm. Hmm. So they're probably going to be, you know, selling yeah. to Japan now. Well, that's right, because they're going to say, hey. I watched a movie last night about drug drug companies. Ooh, what was it? Um... Oh, The Constant Gardener. Did you see oh, it Oh, I haven't seen it yet. It's sitting right there on my TV. It's my next movie. It was movie. about pharmaceutical companies. Ooh. I was really confused at the end, so you need to tell okay, me. Okay, I will watch it. I don't it understand and then what happened. figure out what happened. Okay. Well, I didn't understand. I watched Inside Man on Friday night, and I don't know what happened at the end of that either. Like, it had an ending, which I thought was Who the was actual one. It was Denzel Washington and Jodie Foster and Clive Owen, oh, a really cute guy. Oh, supposed to be good. Closer, yeah. And it was good. Like, the first two hours were really good, and then, you know, they figure out how the whole bank robbery thing goes down, and then there's just, like, this additional half hour tacked on on the end, and it just pretty much changes one of the characters, like, how you view one of the characters, and mm. it just seems silly. So, anyway. Yeah, I this really one I didn't that. understand. Well, I'm not going to say anything because I don't yeah, want to ruin it for it, you, but, yeah. but I just, I don't understand what happened. Okay, well, I will watch it and find it. Okay. Try to find report. Anyway. I will. Report I'll report back on it. Hey, so, speaking of reporting back, yeah. did you ever feed alcohol to your plants? No, I didn't. But I haven't been feeding them anything, so they're probably all going to dust. <laughs> Are these your plants or the no, person you No, they're the from? person that I rent from. They're her plants, so oh. I think I'll be buying her some <laughs> new plants. <laughs> See, I always remember the water, the ones near my computer, because I'm there so often. Oh, yeah, those but look good. the ones over here just don't get watered, because I forget that mm. they exist. Well, no one's really sent us any alcohol to yeah, start our testing. There was an article about how feeding your plants alcohol it makes them grow. Yeah. But... We didn't want, we, we need <clears throat> supplies. Grow. Yeah, run along. <laughs> find us some, find us <laughs> Well, some after alcohol. this, yeah. Okay, yeah, this. sorry, I totally no. interrupted Aditi. Okay. No, 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 it's okay. I forgot we were, oh, we were saying, speaking of um, getting someone to do something that you want them to do. Oh, yeah. oh very Ooh, good, Aditi. There's my <laughs> weak, weak segue <laughs> into, um, so you, I'm sure many of you have heard of MEMS, Microelectric Mechanical Systems, which are, um, being used in a lot of military applications, and the defense, the Department of Defense is trying to cr create, um, put MEMS into insects, and create little like soldier insect soldiers, <laughs> and they said, I don't know why they think that they can control these insects because apparently one of the things they're unhappy about is that instinctive behaviors for feeding and mating and also for responding to temperature changes prevented these insects from performing reliably. So basically, being an insect... <laughs> like, I'm hungry! Yeah. I need to mate! Too bad! I don't care about this stupid device attached to my wing. <laughs> exactly. Wait, so is this stuff that they put into the bugs? Um, <clears throat> I think so. Let's see, it's the control... Oh, wait, here we go. Um... Sorry, I'm reading here really slowly. So, yeah, they want more sophisticated and reliable interfaces instead of these cheaply, adhesively bonded systems sometimes used on adult insects. Or rather Translation, a miniature fan super glued onto an ant or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whee! Look at him go! Wow, yeah. So they want to insert something? Yeah, they huh. want to insert something on there. But so they, they can just, have a bug army? Yes, yeah, so they can have a little bug army and control the arrival of an insect. This is their demonstration goal, is to have a controlled arrival of an insect within five meters of a specified target 
located 100 meters from the insect's starting point, and then it's supposed to just stay there, stationary, unless it's otherwise instructed, you know, <laughs> like, hey, move! Just, like, stay there in the air? <laughs> yeah! And then it should also be able to transmit data from Department of Defense sensors, providing information of the local environment. So I guess, yeah, they're supposed to be in a holding pattern, yeah. just waiting. Well, yeah. if I were standing there and a whole bunch of bees were just staring at me in midair, I'd be like, there's something wrong with them. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to stop all of my illegal activity right now. <laughs> That's right, because they're transmitting data to the Department of Defense. Did you so, ever read Prey ooh, by yes, Michael I Crichton? I think mm. that's what, wasn't that what it was about? Yeah, like well, insects. that's a no, nanotechnology. They were robots, and, though. Like, yeah, little nanorobots that were going to take over the world. And They mm, almost did in Michael Crichton's book. They almost did, but they were foiled. I was afraid, very afraid. I was very afraid, too, but... <laughs> You know, nanotechnology is <laughs> scary. And then this guy goes on to say that entomologists are skeptical, <laughs> which is <laughs> probably an understatement. <laughs> is this an example where, this, where the government gets an idea and the scientists are all rolling their eyes? Exactly. Like, oh, yeah. Because hey. DARPA's all gung ho about this and, you know, just waiting for things to work on, um, you know, to work out. And then these uh, British researchers are like, I feel the reality of such cyborg fusion between insect and machine lies squarely in the realm of fiction. <laughs> oh, that was a glorious accent. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> Especially because I drifted into the second half of the sentence. So, um, anyway, but this is kind of interesting stuff at that, you know, biology, nanotechnology interface. But, yeah, I mean, I don't see what DARPA thinks. How reliable could these insects be? I mean, they're insects. They're not like little trained, you know, <laughs> war... Like, <laughs> be getting, war like, bees. yelled at. What do you mean you wanted to go have sex? <laughs> this wasn't the time or the place. <laughs> sir, yes, sir. <laughs> Sorry, sir. <laughs> Buzz off. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Suzanne. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so that was our insect story. Hmm. And now... Well, we can next? continue with the bugs. Okay, let's. It's a good source of ew. Ew. Yes. In this story, um, published Wednesday Ooh. in a newspaper in Sweden, the newspaper Sidsvenskin. <laughs> we practiced. <laughs> I didn't practice. She did. She can probably say it better than I can. No. Well, <clears throat> They found um, fossilized worm feces that are 500 million years old, Ew. which is pretty cool. But yeah. it's not the real poop; it's really? mineralized Ooh. now. It's replacement minerals. Cool. Yeah. What are replacement minerals? Well, Aditi. Yes, geologist Suzanne. <laughs> Imagine that you have a piece of fossil poop. Okay. Okay. So then it gets buried by other stuff, and it's just poop lying there yeah. in a low oxygen environment, preferably to keep it from decomposing. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then you get like groundwater moving through the environment, uh -huh. and so it replaces the poopy stuff with minerals in the groundwater. Oh, that makes so sense. So there's minerals in groundwater, and it just like precipitates. Oh, really? That's cool. one example. There are many other examples of fossilization. You're a genius, a science genius. <laughs> Thank you, Aditi. <laughs> That's so, cool. yeah, so they they're called coprolites. Mm, okay. Um, it's an official term. And so, <clears throat> that's pretty interesting. I wonder yeah. how they identified them. Right. And they're in Sweden. Hmm. Yeah, they're poop. So it's cold poop. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> 
sorry if there's any Swedish <laughs> listeners, <laughs> which I doubt there are. It says, they are working on an article about the find that will be published in an international magazine shortly. Ooh, Ooh an international magazine. I wonder which magazine that will be. Mm. I don't know. Mm. Worm Monthly? Worm Monthly, maybe. <laughs> Worm Poop Monthly? Copper Light Today. Copper Light Today. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Yeah, neat. And we'll finish up here with the ewiest of the ewiest stories that we have today. It is pretty ewy. It's pretty gross. It's about worms, too, or rather a worm-like amphibian. Sorry, it's related oh, to Oh, it's worms. an amphibian? According to this, but it's still, it still looks like a worm. I mean, it's it's uh, 12 inches in length, so it might be kind of... Like oh, a, wow. Yeah, mm, like that's a long. big, big worm. They don't say anything about its diameter, like how wide it is, but this worm... Uh, when it has little babies, develops a nutritious outer layer of skin and uses that to let its little babies rip off its skin and eat it. Ooh, good sound effect, Aditi. <laughs> That's like, ew, so <laughs> gross. So, yeah, it's and it's according to the uh, this reporter here, the worm, the mommy worm, the yummy mummy as it is, <laughs> Stated here on oh, it's BBC. a British news it's site, too. British. It's like Yummy mummy. Yummy mummy. Um, <laughs> which, of course, it's in nature. <laughs> it's like of so course. funny that this stuff shows. Anyway, um, it, according to this reporter, the, the worm looks, or the worm-like amphibian looks relaxed while the young rips its skin off with its teeth, or with their teeth. Did he interview the worm? Yeah. How I, are you feeling yeah. while your children chew on you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Quite relaxed, actually. <laughs> Feeling good, a little bit tired. <laughs> so the researchers who looked into this, um, who say that this kind of parenting has never been seen before in land-living animals. <laughs> who are these people that they find to say these things? Um, they say that the young are hatching out of their eggs, but they are not very well developed, but they have milky teeth and use these to rip off the mother's skin. So I guess it, it's... The teeth are soft enough that they can get the outer it's layer, but not go yeah any further in. It's pretty disgusting. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> this tops the ooh factor, I, I think. I know. This is our ooiest. And uh, according to Dr. Mark Wilkinson, who was at the Natural History Museum and helped, who's also on this paper, you can draw parallels between skin feeding in these creatures and lactation in mammals. Um, I don't really know how, but... <laughs> Because <laughs> you don't right. like, rip off <clears throat> certain aspects of. <laughs> so, yeah. but yeah, I said this might just. I think that's like a parenting technique. So. Oh, like yeah. it might kind of be how? an evolutionary predecessor exactly. type of thing. I don't Good know one. how I feel yeah. about that. Hmm. Yeah, because it's. Hmm. I think there's a huge leap from ripping off skin to you know getting like breast milk or something. I mean, there's. Right, ripping off skin would be cannibalism. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and also, does it, you know, later on, does the mummy grow her skin back? Or, you know, and then they stop eating it? Or, or they just keep have... eating it? And I don't understand. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but I it's gross. Like <laughs> she loves this article. <laughs> I, just, I just was drawn to the yummy mummy part. Because at first I thought mummy, like... An Egyptian mummy. Maybe somebody's eating the mummy. Yeah, so I thought, ooh, super gross, but no. It's gross in a different way. <laughs> but then, yeah, the mummy mm. threw me off. But wow, anyway. Really nauseous. <laughs> Yum. 
Yeah, well, on that lovely note. <laughs> yeah, we're supposed to go out to dinner after this. Yay, we're going to try out a restaurant we haven't been to yet in this fun town. What's it called? Aqua Blue? Oh, I thought you meant what's the town called? Oh. Well, Aditi. <laughs> yeah. We live in Santa Cruz. It's called Aqua Blue. Yeah. And it's <clears throat> got fish and apparently has aquariums and Ooh. cocktails. Excellent. And <laughs> I'll be having blue. one of those. That's <laughs> <Yeah>, alive. <laughs> <sighs> but no worms. <laughs> have you ever eaten snails? No, have you? No. Mm -mm, but it's kind I of would. the same thing. Yeah. Mm. I don't know how I feel about that. No. Gross. Mm. Yuck. Okay, so let's see. What are some things we need to say? Well, we're not sure when we're going to be doing the next one. Yeah. We plan to. Yes, but we'll have to work But on we it. need to work on our technological things because I'll be living in the middle of nowhere. That's true. So I need to figure something out, but we will. We'll work on it. It just might be a couple of weeks. Yeah. So hang in there and listen to repeat episodes from our past. Uh, we could do like pairings. a ooh, like a encore presentation, <laughs> or like the best of. The best of. <laughs> ooh, that would be cool too. Yeah. And, um, let's see. Oh, <clears throat> now we know we were supposed to have Daniel Lord of the Lizards. We kind of dropped the ball on that one. Yeah. Sorry, listeners. Sorry, Daniel. Sorry, Daniel. Um, now, I think we would be doing it if I weren't leaving. Yeah, but... And if Aditi weren't now having this, like, hellacious semester. <sighs> They're working us hard this quarter. <laughs> She's got, like, ten assignments a day. It's very frustrating. And, oh, okay, and then feel free to send us emails at sciencegeniusgirls at gmail.com. Yeah, please do, and if you have other ideas or other you stories you'd like us to talk about or yeah. any other stories. Or if you'd like to send Aditi a plane ticket so she can visit me in That's Montana. That's right. Yeah, the Visit Suzanne Fund is what we'll call it. Yeah. Yeah. The VS Fund. The VS Fund. Excellent. Like yeah, it does. <laughs> All right, well, All right. I think that's enough for now, folks. Okay, well, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye.